Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. It's going to get what? Better? No. See, a lot of people say, well, Pastor Mark, eventually it's going to be perfect here. God's coming back. We're all going to be Christians. Everything's going to be fine. I don't know what Bible you read. That's not what Jesus said. He said it's going to get worse. Now, these signs are shocking. What I just read to you, those three, it's like opening CNN or BBC News or USA Today, isn't it? I mean, it's just as current as can be. What signs can we be looking for as we approach the end times? Today, Pastor Mark will show listeners three signs to keep watch for, how we as Christ followers should respond to them. In our world today, we're already beginning to see religious deception, wars, and famines. How does this affect us? As believers, we must understand that our time on earth is temporary. We live in a world full of people who are lost, hurting, and need Jesus. We should have an eternal mindset that drives everything we do today, most importantly, the spreading of the good news. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the book of Daniel as he begins with part one of his message, Signs of the End Times and How to Live. As we finish the book of Daniel, some amazing things. We should be concerned about the future because we'll have to spend the rest of our lives there. Yeah. Some of you remember going on a vacation. You got in line. You found this hotel, really good price. You went there. Then you went into the room and you already prepaid for it. You have to spend the rest of your vacation there. That's just too bad. You wish it wasn't there. But you want to be forever in a place that you want to be in. And that's what Jesus is going to talk about today. Ecclesiastes 8, 7 says this, since no man knows the future, who can tell him what is to come? Well, the answer is God, the future. Look at Isaiah 46. It's fantastic. Remember the former things, those of long ago, God speaking to us. I am God and there is no other. Maybe one day our country will come back to that. I am God and there's none like me. I make known the end from the beginning. From ancient times, what is still to come. I say, my purpose will stand and I will do all that I please. Boy, that's reassuring this morning, isn't it? Here in Melbourne and Vier, Sebastian, that's reassuring. There's no one like our God. And here's what I want you to write this morning. Only God knows and reveals the future. You see, man is clueless. There's no other religion. There's no religious book other than the Bible that can give us any picture at all 
of what the future is. And remember, we should be concerned about the future because you and I are going to spend it there. This is not a, a topic for a few of you. This is for our whole world. And those people who have forgotten God, our roots, they need to be worried this morning because they're going to spend somewhere forever. And at this moment, they're picking to spend it apart from the one true God. So I'm interested in the future. You're interested in the future, especially our own. Now, Matthew 24, if you'll turn there, we'll start in verse 2. Let me give you a little background. Jesus has his disciples, and he, he's on... He's doing the Olivet Discourse, and, and he's, he's teaching at the Overlook, where we teach actually in Jerusalem, but it was different in our day. Now when we teach here and look at the city of Jerusalem, it's still great, but there's two mosques there. When Jesus was looking there, there was the temple. It was kind of one of the wonders of the world. It was phenomenal there. And the disciples had it wrong, even up till after he was resurrected. They thought Jesus had come to get rid of the Romans and the way the Romans ruled the nation of Israel. And that Jesus was going to set his kingdom up here. But he told them many times, no, I'm not going to. He says, I'm going to actually go to the cross and I'll come back. And eventually, when I come back, I'll set up my kingdom here. So he's going to explain to them what's going to happen in the future. Now, he doesn't answer all their questions, but they're interesting things because they have to do with you and I as well. So look at Matthew 24, 2. Jesus speaking, do you see all these things speaking about the temple that was across? He says this, I tell you the truth, not one stone here will be left on another. Every one will be thrown down. Now, when the disciples heard that, they're going like, what are you? That's ridiculous. This is a monstrous building. This, and when you go to Israel with this, you'll see stones. Some of the stones are like from the, this side of the screen over to this side of the screen. They're amazing. And they're thinking, well, that isn't going to happen. That's impossible to happen. There's no eternal, there's no like uh, H2 bombs, whatever happened. How is that going to happen? Then he goes on. As Jesus was sitting, remember, he's on the Mount of Olives. The disciples came to him after they hear this. That the temple's going to be destroyed. There's nothing going to be left. They're just big rocks, and they're there today. You can walk on those stones. The, the pathway Jesus walked 2,000 years ago, we walk on it. And beside us are these huge rocks that used to be part of the temple. Exactly what Jesus said. As Jesus was sitting there on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately. Tell us, they said, when will this happen? And what will be the sign of your coming? And what will be the sign of the end of the age? So they were asking questions that are pretty common to us. He was teaching about the future, and they said, well, if you say it's going to be destroyed, when, when is that going to happen? And what will be the sign of your second coming? If you're not setting your kingdom up here, what, what do we look for for you coming back again? What supernatural thing will take place? And then third, he said, uh, they said, what will be the sign of the end of the world, the end of the age? You mean this world is going to, going to come to an end, and what, what is the sign of that so we kind of know how close we are? So understand the three future events that they were asking about. The first one, you know, the destruction of Jerusalem and the temple. When will that happen? Jesus doesn't answer it. We're in the, in the age of, uh, maybe the date around 33 uh, AD. But it happened in 70 AD. So it's fulfilled. Some of the disciples saw it. Some didn't see it because they were killed. But what happened is Titus, the Roman kind of leading of their army military came in and destroyed the city 
Just so many people killed and tore the building from top to bottom. It's just one stone upon another. It was fulfilled in 70 AD. Now, they also ask about the return of Jesus, the second coming. They didn't understand the rapture yet. And that today is pending. We've talked about that. And the third thing is the end of the world. Now, we're not there yet. It's still pending, but it's going to come. Now, the next thing that will come after the rapture, it opens the time for the Antichrist to come. And that is called seven years of tribulation. The first three and a half years, mm, okay, not too bad. The Antichrist comes, he solves the problems of the world. Specifically, he solves the problems of the Jews because they're going to be able to build their temple. Currently, they have no temple. So they'll build a temple. Most people think it'll be on the Temple Mount and fit in there with the, the, the mosque of the Muslims, Islam. And uh, for three and a half years, it goes good. They're doing sacrifices again, and all of a sudden... We see something called the desecration of the temple, the abomination that causes desolation. And the Antichrist comes in and says, stop to the Jewish people. Stop your sacrifices. You're worshiping the one true God. There isn't a true God. I am the God. You worship me. And the Jews go, "Uh uh-oh. We've been deceived again. And from there, we enter the great tribulation the last three and a half years. And uh, we learned last week, 50% of the people living on the earth, maybe 5 billion people at time, 50% will die because it's God's wrath against people that refused to come to him. So horrible time and those times are coming. So they're asking, when's that look like? And right after that, Jesus comes back and he establishes something a thousand years If you're in heaven with him, you come back with them. And we spend a thousand years on this earth, kind of like paradise, kind of like the Garden of Eden. And then basically Satan is released at the end. He's destroyed. All of those people go to the lake of fire forever, quote, hell. And that's where they stay. Every unbeliever goes there forever. And we get eternity and we get a a, a brand new heaven and a brand new earth. And by the way, I'll just throw this in. You get a brand new perfect body. Could I hear an amen? Okay, good, good. Uh, So good things are coming. Now, I'm going to give you some signs that Jesus gives us. Uh, There's many. uh, I'm just going to talk about three because I don't have time today to do the six or seven others that are there. But you'll get the summary of it very easily. Look at verse four. And Jesus answered, Watch out to his disciples that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name, claiming I am the Christ, and they will deceive. Notice the key word here. Many, many. And verse going on to verse 11, same chapter, all of our campuses. And many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. That's the importance of understanding the church and the, uh, and the, and the word of God. Because we have truth. Satan is the great deceiver. Now, here's the first sign you can write down today. This is what's going to happen as we get closer to the rapture and the tribulation. Here's what's going to happen. Number one, there's going to be religious and spiritual deception. Now, every one of these signs I'm going to give you have always been here on our earth. But you'll see a reason what's going to really pick up the speed of this. And I'll show that to you. So Jesus said a a key sign to the end times will be religious and spiritual deception. False teachers, more cults than we've ever had. And basically, you remember, we, we began with this in the Garden of Eden when Satan lied to Adam and Eve. So deception has always been here. Now, 
as we move on, our country is deceived today. We used to be one nation under God. That's not true anymore at all. Most of our people in Washington, D.C. have nothing to do with God at all. They'll claim they're Christians. I can't judge them, but I can judge them by the way they vote. Forget it. Because they vote against God in the Bible. They have nothing to do. They sound nice. It looks good. Not at all. So this deception is going to more cults than they have today. Now, when Satan came, he did something very interesting. 20, 30 years ago, you never heard this ever in a Christian church today. Here's what we hear today. Here's one of the deceptions. All roads lead to God. Well, is that true? No, there's only one road that leads to God, and it's Jesus. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Well, Pastor Mark, you can't be like that narrow. No, I'm just as narrow as the Bible's narrow. Truth is either truth or it's not truth. So understand, one of his other ones is this. Here's another great deception. We never used to hear this before, even though it's way back in the Old Testament and the New Testament. That good people go to heaven. Well, how good do you have to be? Perfect. Good luck. <laughs> Isn't going to happen. So only forgiven people go to heaven. So this will continue. Our churches will be diluted more and more and more as we get closer. Now, don't be discouraged. As we get closer, you're going to see many churches that teach the Bible like us, people will stop coming. Why? Well, because we teach the Bible. Well, what should we teach? What man thinks? Relax. Jesus is saying it's going to get more worse. Worse to the point where pretty much truth is not taught. Well, how can you learn if truth isn't taught? So he's just saying that. Now look at verse six. Here's the second sign. You will hear of wars and rumors of wars. Have we always had those? Yes. But see to it that you're not alarmed. Such things must happen, Jesus said. Remember, he's talking 2,000 years ago. But the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. So here's the second thing you want to look at. Sign number two, Jesus says, there's going to be wars and division and dissension. Now, we've always seen that. But you'll see in a moment why all these things that Jesus is mentioning is like, Jesus, we've seen this in the Old Testament. But he's going to give us a key, and you'll see it in a moment. So just hold on. Now, some of the other signs, as you see here, and that's just a second, there's other signs that go on and talk about in the end times, and I don't have time to talk about this morning, but people are going to be against Christians more than ever before. In, family, in fact, in families, children will... When it gets to the difficult times, they'll, they'll say to the police who hate Christianity in the tribulation because they're run by the Antichrist, uh, my mom and dad are Christians. <laughs> or the opposite. The parents say, my, my, my high schooler is a Christian. <laughs> and you're going to have people martyred. Heads come off everywhere. That's going to be a sign. That's what's going to happen in the tribulation. Now, here's the next one. Watch this. 24-7. There will be famines... An earthquake in various places. It's going to get what? Better? No. See, a lot of people say, well, Pastor Mark, eventually it's going to be perfect here. God's coming back. We're all going to be Christians. Everything's going to be fine. I don't know what Bible you read. That's not what Jesus said. He said it's going to get worse. Now, these signs are shocking. What I just read to you, those three, it's like opening CNN or BBC News or USA Today, isn't it? I mean, it's just as current as can be. Now, 
You say, well, Pastor Mark, then, yeah, I, I, it's like, this isn't like prophecy. We've always had this. But watch what Jesus says. Look in verse 8. All these, all these signs, three of them that I gave you this morning, are the beginning, are the beginning of birth pains. Now, let's talk a little bit about birth pains. Guys, you can't talk about birth pains. <laughs> Pastor Mark, I was there holding my wife's hand. You cannot talk about birth pains. Only a mother can talk about birth pains. Can I hear an amen from the mothers? Okay. Now, what's it look like when, when the baby gets closer and closer to being delivered? What happens? Here's what you want to write. You'll see Jesus' perfect illustration to what's going to happen. Labor pains, as you get closer to the birth, they increase in frequency and intensity. If you're a first-time mom and you're expecting, you have a kind of a date, they kind of know when the baby's going to come. And you wake up your husband one night way in advance. How you doing? I, I got this little bit here. I think maybe it's getting time. Well, how far are those little uneasy things? Well, they're about four hours apart, but, but I think it's ready. Honey, just relax. And then as we move on through the months, one night, you know what happens. You've been there. Ah! Hi, what's wrong? Uh, every two minutes. How's the pain? Ah! It's time for the delivery room. Can I hear an amen? See? Doesn't that bring back good memories to you ladies this morning? <laughs> Hallelujah. I remember driving my wife, and the water was all over the front seat, and I'm driving like a maniac to get to the hospital. I've delivered two babies myself. I ain't delivering my wife. Forget that. And so what is Jesus saying? The signs they showed you, as they get more frequent and more intense, what does that mean? We're closer and closer and closer to the end. What are we seeing? If you look at the morality of our nation, how it's changed in the last 20 years, we'd never believe it. This is just the start. It's going to get worse and worse. And the intensity of it is just in our face. It's against God. That's why he's coming back in the tribulation. See, as you see that, you have to understand, what is the birth that Jesus is talking about? Well, the labor pains refer to the rapture, the tribulation, and then the birth. The birth is the end of the world as we kind of know it. It's the second coming of Jesus. After the rapture, then the seven years of tribulation, then the second coming of Jesus. And that's kind of the birth because that begins then a thousand year millennium. And then that gives us a new heaven and a new earth. So that's the birth we're talking about. A total change of the world. The end of the age as we know it. No longer a world mixed with believers and unbelievers. No longer a world run by Satan. But a new birth, heaven for us as Christians forever. A world that has no sin nature. That's what's talking about. Now, before this, what's going to happen? You just read. These pains are going to be more intense and more frequent. Spiritual, physical disasters are simply going to overlap. It's just going to mix everywhere. You get up every day and go, oh, what, what is happening? Jesus predicted this 2,000 years ago. This is not new. This is going to happen. And it's like the world as a top used to spin. You know, that, that top just 
been best, beautiful. And now it's kind of like this. And then that's what's going to happen to our world. And the, the issue is, are you a believer or not a believer? That's what's going to take place. Now, look at verse. You say, well, Pastor Mark, what should I be doing about that? Look at verse 6, what Jesus said again. The last part of verse 6. All of our campuses, Pierre, Sebastian, watch this. Knowing all this is going to happen, Jesus says, see to it that you're not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Can I ask you to write this this morning? Here's a warning from Jesus. Be alert to the signs. Absolutely. Understand how close you're getting to the rapture and the tribulation. But don't be afraid. You see, we don't need to be alarmed and panicked and worried. Jesus said they're going to happen. There's nothing. What are you going to worry about? You can't stop it. So you'll see later, we in this dark age, we still can be salt and light. Don't panic. What's the worst thing that can happen to any Christian this morning? Well, the worst thing that can happen to any of us, we get martyred for Jesus Christ. Horrible. Head off, whatever. Starved, whatever knows. But absent from the body, present with the Lord. Okay, I mean, is that the way I want to go? That's not the way I want to go. It's not the way you want to go. It wasn't the way the disciples wanted to go. But 11 of the 12 apostles were martyred for Jesus Christ. This is not new. So Jesus says, look, the end is coming. It's not a joke. I have it all planned. Whatever I purpose, I'll finish. And he has a place for us in heaven forever. So verse 12 is another warning for Jesus. Look, Matthew 24, 12. Because of the increase of wickedness, would you say there's more wickedness today than we've ever seen in your whole life? Around the world. Because of this, the love of most will grow cold. Our world is becoming, especially the United States where we live, it's more immoral than you can ever imagine. But we must allow the world system to cause us to be cold, disinterested in the things of God. Can I challenge you this morning not to become apathetic? Well, Pastor Mario's going to get worse. I look at the stuff that's happening in Washington, the stupid sign things they put out. And oh, man, I'm just going to wait until Jesus comes. No, that's not all. Don't worry, but you have to be about the Father's business. You have to understand, and you'll see this when Daniel's challenged with the same thing. So here's what I want you to write. Third thing I want you to write this morning. Please write it down at our campus. Be spiritually ready for your death or the rapture. See, every Christian, there's two things that are going to happen to us. One of the two. We're either going to die because the rapture hasn't come, or we're going to be in the rapture and go to heaven, and I won't have to die. We don't know which one. Only God knows. We should all be concerned about the future because we have to spend the rest of our lives there. Today, Pastor Mark used this quote from Charles Kettering as the foundation of his message. Only God knows and reveals the future, but we can be aware of signs that trigger us to end times events. Are you living with an eternal mindset and keeping watch for the happenings of our world that set the stage for the last days? Maybe you're listening right now and God has placed a certain person on your heart that needs to hear this message. Or maybe you'd like to share it with all of your friends. 
There's a simple way to share this message. Log on to Lessons for Living Radio and click on the radio program option in the main menu. There, you'll find the Lessons for Living media player. In the Messages tab, simply click on today's date. Then you can share today's message directly on your Facebook page, Twitter feed, or send a link via email. You can even embed today's message directly. Again, to share today's message with friends and family members, log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Click on the radio program button, then simply click on today's date. You'll find all the options to share. How should Christ followers respond to the signs of the end times? In the next edition of Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark will challenge listeners to be alert to these signs, but not afraid. Also, to be spiritually ready for your death or the rapture. As you begin to see some of these things unfold, our heart for the law should increase. We know that God's will is that no one perishes. The Lord has chosen us to reach the lost people in this world. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in, and may God bless you. Together, let's do life right. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.